The title of my message tonight, and you can chuck up that first slide if you want to, James. The title of my message tonight um, is First Fruits for Expansion. First Fruits for Expansion. I was going to talk tonight, um, you know, because in two weeks' time we're having our First Fruits offering and, um, and we've done some amazing things um, with that money over the last five years but um, and, and you know I could go into great detail about why we should give and what it says in the Greek and in the German and the um, English and the Old Testament versus the New Testament versus now versus should we give a tenth should we give more than a tenth should we give one percent two percent twenty percent you know really I could stand up here and talk about all of that and tell you all the whys what's and wherefores about all that and you'll do whatever you want anyway um, so I'm going to have an overview um, about the first fruits offering for expansion. And we'll talk about what we can do with that. This first picture up here, the Snowdon, the Snowdon Cafe, Cafe is 550 metres up the side of a 1,085 um, metre mountain climb just out of Liverpool somewhere. It's the highest mountain in some town that I couldn't even pronounce the name of but it's overseas somewhere and so you've walked 550 metres to get towards the summit and all of a sudden you've been walking for half a kilometre up a hill and you come to this beautiful cafe, time for a coffee, time for a break, time for all of that. And you know, there was a story about a guy who, who got to there and thought, wow, the view's pretty awesome from here. I'll just have a, a coffee. I'll just have another coffee. I'll just wait a little bit longer. The group went on and you know what? He'd left it too long to do the journey up there and back before dark. And he got stuck in the cafe. And the next slide's what he missed. He missed the opportunity to see the view from the top, all because he got stuck in a coffee shop and missed the summit. And I don't want to be the church that gets stuck in the coffee shop and misses the summit because it was a, uh, an okay view from the cafe. It was an okay view from the cafe. Our first fruits offering is coming up in two weeks' time and I definitely believe with all of my heart God is wanting to do something amazing with that money that comes in from that. Over the last few years we've been able to build a space for our children out the back. We've been able to build a wall in Uganda with Ordinary Hero UK. We've been able to employ Simon to invest in our children and so much more than that. And this year I believe that God is giving me a very open-ended word expansion. I wish I could stand up here tonight and say God has spoken directly to me and said this is where the money's going to go and this is what, um, what we're going to do with the money and this is how it's going to happen. And I could have stood up here and lied. I could have stood up here and just said oh you know God we're going to use it for ABC but I want to be open and transparent that we're going to use our first fruits offering for expansion of the kingdom of God. Expansion of the kingdom of God. So what does that look like? Here we go. The dictionary definition of first fruits offering and expansion are, this is out of the dictionary, first fruits. The earliest fruit of the season, the first fruit of your produce. The word offering means something offered in worship or devotion to God for a particular purpose at a religious service 
And expansion is anything spread out or expanse. So if you put them all together, here's what it says. The earliest fruit of the season or the first fruit of your produce offered in worship or devotion to God for a particular purpose as a religious service and in this case for the spreading and expanding the kingdom of God. You know, I want to I wanna say that the word that God has laid on my heart for 2023 is the word expansion. It's a fairly big word, expansion. You know, and God's been good to his words all the way through. When God said we're going to have 21 in 21, we had over 21 people come into our church um, in 2021 and do that. When God says you're going to be a church of influence, you know, we've ended up with a cafe in there. And the first week back from being on holidays, I was on the news and we'd been given a lady whose house had burnt down and we were, we were organising stuff for her to come through. And then all of a sudden we're doing all of these things and the men, have, we've gone out west and the women have gone out west and we've seen all of these things happen. We've broken through into Quilpy and I've been invited back next week to speak at a school camp that I haven't spoken at for five years. And uh, so all of these things are happening um, because we ask God um, to use us as an influence in our community. And we probably don't even know half of the stuff that's happened over the time um, that that has happened. So it's time to start getting ready to take territory and expand. I started to see um, over the last couple of days why God wouldn't give me a specific word for what we would use the money for. Because he wants to surprise us with what he can do. He wants to surprise us. He doesn't want us to be boxed in to what we think we should do. He's going to be the God of the gaps. He's going to be the God that says, I want to do this. I want to do this and I want to do this. And had I told you that earlier on, you wouldn't have been surprised about it. But you're going to be surprised about what I do. It's time in 1 Chronicles 4.10, it says, Jabez cried out to God, to, to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. So to expand... But to expand, we have to be ready. We have to have all of our ducks in a row. We can't go unprepared. We can't go without a plan. We can't go without resources or we will fail. We have to have some structure. We have to have some idea of what we're doing. We can't just say we're not going to plan anything. We're, we've got to go with some plan. And the plan we've got is we've got money and the word expansion. So God, what do you want to do? I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. I know it's probably a treasurer's nightmare. Um, but yeah, we've got money and the word expansion. And uh, boy, that's a broad... He might be happy because it might end up coming... Some of them might go his way. Did, I did, can, I, can you take that back? That'd be good. There have been many wars that have, have failed or been set back due to the lack of planning or resources. And this, uh, there's a picture going up here of the British invasion of Zululand. Um, yes, that's it. The British invasion of Zululand. The British invasion of Zululand in 1879 suffered a major setback less than two weeks into the war. General Frederick Thiesenberger led most of the men from their camp to attack what he believed was the main Zulu force. 
It wasn't, and the actual Zulu force surrounded the camp and killed off over 1,300 of the 1,750 men there, destroying the army and their supplies. The British were first forced to withdraw, um, but they came back, put another plan in place, and in July of that year, they were successful. But they firstly failed because they didn't have a plan and they weren't prepared. The second one I wanted to just tell you about was the French and Spanish siege at Gibraltar in 1779. Yeah, that's the one. France and Spain attempted to invade England via the English Channel at the Rock of Gibraltar. The English um, Channel fleet never bothered to attack anything. The Gibraltar campaign was an abysmal failure. Starting in 1779, the Franco-Spanish fleet attacked the Rock of Gibraltar for nearly four years, losing 6,000 lives and 10 ships without taking one single bit of ground. Four years, 6,000 men, 10 ships, nothing. For lack of planning and organisation. Tonight, I want us to be prepared for the next step that God has for us. One thing we do know is that the enemy has a plan, but I do know that we are called to take ground. And that's what we're going to do in 2023. In Proverbs 29, verse 18, it says, If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. And I want to tell you that in this church, we have vision coming out our ear holes. We have more vision than we have resources. We have more vision than we have people. We have more vision than we have money. But that doesn't mean that we are going to stop dreaming and believing what God would have for us to do. Because without a vision in front of us, we just perish. And I don't want to be the church that perishes for lack of vision. And believe you me, we have vision. We have vision to do something amazing. We're going to take some ground and we're not going to um, let the enemy um, have any ground at all. So what do we want to expand and do? Well, I'm not sure. But here's some thoughts. Here's some thoughts. What about we expand our space? We're going to have to do that anyway because we're running out of room inside here. We're thinking we might just move the stage back into the back in there, build a bigger auditorium, build a youth and children's shed out the back, which is on the plan, and that's been prophesied over us when we were away that that would happen. Uh, build a bigger op shop, and we need more office space. So we could expand our building here by moving our stage back and changing the op shop to another location and we could put in another 50 or 60 people into here. But not only that, not only could we expand it so that it's open on a Sunday for us to come into church because I hate it when churches are just open on Sundays. What a waste of a building. What a waste of space. Our building is open Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Every day of the week there is something going on in our building in here. These chairs get moved more than anything else. There's stuff going on all the time. You know, I want to expand 
our buildings so that we can move into Maryborough so that people can start using our buildings for functions, for weddings, for breakups, for parties, for things on stage, for doing all those sort of things. Because when people walk in here, they walk under the Holy Spirit because we pray and believe that the Holy Spirit fills this place. People's lives are getting changed just because they're in our building. I want to expand so we can expand the kingdom of God in Maryborough. Are you with me? What about we expand our fleet, our fleet of zero vehicles so far? But we're going to expand our humongous fleet of vehicles. Double, we'll double them. Yeah, that's exactly right. Exponentially more than we had before, Ian. You know, my, my plan is to see spot fires started all over Australia. But there's no sense in just having spot fires started all over Australia if people aren't going to go and look after people. So we need four-wheel drives, we need caravans, we need ways for people to go. We need to expand so that we've got people going, travelling, doing, visiting, doing all that stuff. Simon's got a, a church online now that those people are all over Australia. And, you know, while we were away... Um, Last time we found out that um, some friends of ours have um, bought into a plane for ministry and it's sitting there waiting for us to use it anytime we need it. So when we want to send Jess and James to do a sound and lighting workshop um, to a church that's struggling in the middle of nowhere, we'll just send them to where the plane is and we'll shoot them across over there and they can do what they need to do and then they can come back. If they need a strategic plan, we'll put Ian and Michelle in that plane and we'll send them over there and they can do it and then they can come back. If, you need, if they need a holiday, we'll just put Graham in that plane and take him to Hawaii and bring him back. That is fine by me. But... You know, God is opening up doors for us to expand. We can't go into all of Australia. Mandra and I can't do it. You know, our first fruits offering that we have in two weeks' time, you could put $250,000 in it. We could have 250, let's say $300,000 for round figures, come into our um, first fruits offering. If it's just me, that money is useless because I can't do it all. I can't drive six four-wheel drives. I can't fly a plane. I can't go and do a sound and lighting workshop. I can't do a strategic plan. I'm a strategic planner's nightmare. <laughs> can't do any of those things. We have to do it as a team, as a body. You know, Paul and Melissa fell in love with Quilpy. Well, we can put them in a plane and send the whole family out there to bless the church out there for a weekend and then come back. Hey, we're talking about expanding into the country Possibly this is what God would want us to do. Maybe we need to buy a plane. Maybe we need to expand our influence here in Maribor. More staff, more influence in our schools and chaplaincy, praying over our community. Maybe I've had a vision of getting um, all, um, all of the businesses in Maribor to give us a business card. We put them on the walls and we come in here and we just pray and pray blessing and favour over each one of those businesses and then maybe have a celebration dinner where people can come and we can bless the businesses of Maribara. That's what I want to see happening. We want to have, like Paul was saying, open revival and healing nights. How awesome would it be if we just opened the door and just let God fill in the gaps? We've been talking about doing it. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Let's just see what, it's going to be messy. It's going to be scary. It's going to be one of those things that we have no idea what's going to happen. But someone's going to walk through that door. Someone's going to get their life changed. And someone's going to, um, it's going to be awesome. 
What about we expand our influence into Australia? We partner with churches in the outback of Australia to, to work with them. Uh, plant spotfire churches wherever, whatever they look like and offer services to people that aren't readily available to them every day of the week. How would that be? We could do that. Maybe that's what expansion looks like for us or maybe all of the above. Or expanding our live stream and online influence. Now James's face just lit up there. <laughs> Upgrading our sound, having an online pastor, doing more with the phone church, online prayer meetings, online meetings with people and getting to know them and building a network of what's going on all around us. We can do all of these things in the, in the year of expansion. It's more about what God wants us to do. What does God want us to do? And I believe it's all of the above. It's all of the above. But what's all this got to do with first fruits and money, you may ask? Well, I'll tell you, if I get there. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. In Matthew 6, verse 21. But I want to look at the whole picture tonight. Because the money's the least of our worries, really. The money, God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. If he wants us to do something, the money will be there. I want to talk about where your heart is, there your treasure is. In Proverbs 3 verse to, verses 5 to 10, it says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honour the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops, and then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. It's part of a holistic approach, money, isn't it? Trust, submit and shun evil will give you health for your body and nourishment for your bones. Honour the Lord with your wealth and your barns will be full and your vats will overflow. So really all we have to do is trust, submit, shun evil, honour God with our wealth, and life is sweet. It's not just about money. It's about doing all of that and becoming who God created us to be to get us ready for expansion. And I remember um, hearing a story about a church um, years ago. A friend of ours was preaching in it, and there was 5,000 people in the church. And every day there was people getting saved at the crusade meetings by the hundreds. And he said, I'd be so excited to go back. It'll be 10, 15,000 by the time I go back. And, uh, and, and he went back, and there were 750 people in the service five years later. Why? He said, what happened? He said, people started getting complacent about salvation. Oh, 200 people got saved today. Oh, thank you, Jesus. That's awesome. I don't want to be a church that's not healthy and ready for the expansion that God's leading us into. The money's the least of our worries. The money's the least of our worries. In Luke 6, verse 35 to 38, it says, but love your enemies, do good to them, Lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will, your, you will be children of the Most High. Because he is kind to the grateful, ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. It's a whole approach. 
It's not just about money, it's about your attitude. It's about getting every other part of your life right as well so that when people walk through those doors, we've got something to offer them. That when we hop in a plane and go and do something, we've got something to offer them. When somebody comes in, a pastor comes into our church from out west and is broken with his family and struggling, we've got something to offer them. They don't care whether we give them $5,000. They care about being loved. They want to be met by a strong, healthy, obedient, awesome group of people who will love them, who will encourage them, who will equip them and will send them back feeling so much better than when they first came in. And that money can't do that. Money can't do that. You can throw money at anything you want. But what I want is a holistic church full of money as well so that we can do what God has called us to do. It says, A good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured out into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Ouch. You know, they talk about first fruits. I mean, how, how, how do Amanda and I work out our first fruits offering? Very simple. Um, we just go through all of the money that we've earned in 2022 and basically what we're going to earn till the end of the year. We add everything in that we've earned. We divide it by 52. We give that amount. Pretty simple. Look at it as one week of our income. Last year, we were in a place where we were able to put a little bit more in. We did that. Some people can put in more. Some people can put in less. It's not about the amount of money you put in. It's about everything else that goes along with it. It's not about the amount of money. It's about, some people sitting in this room can afford to put in five, ten thousand dollars $10,000. It would sting, but they could do it. Some people can't afford to put in, can afford to put in fifty, dollars and that would sting. Whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. I don't care about that. What I care about is your heart and your heart attitude towards all of that. But I wanted to tell you how Amanda and I do it because as your pastors, that's how we do it. And that's really as simple. That's our simple equation. That's what we've been doing for the last 20 years and, and we've done it every time. So this year, it's not just about giving, you, um, giving the first of your money. It's about being completely ready for the expansion that's coming and playing your part in every area to make that happen. Because it says in Matthew 6 verse 21, where your treasure is, that's where your heart will also be. And I want to say tonight that you want to start seeing revival come you want to start seeing things happen. You want to start seeing people healed. You want to start seeing breakthrough. You want to start seeing all those things. Then you will want to sow into all of those things. You'll want to sow into that. You'll want to sow in any way, shape or form. You know, I, 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 um, I have this um, next week, I'm going away on a school camp in a, in a, in a week's time, um, on Tuesday. And I, I, I just... Um, God started laying out how he wanted me to do it and all of those things, which was really, really awesome. And then he said, I want you to give each one of those kids a Bible. But not just a Bible, a nice Bible. Thought, okay, now, well, now you're 30, 30, 40 kids, you, you do the maths. 40 kids, I thought each Bible's going to be about $35. You can start working that out for yourself. It's a lot of money. So I said, God, I think you're wrong. He said, no, just partner with some people. It'll happen. 
I thought, okay, well, I'll just sleep on it for a night. And I, I believe what God says. Don't get me wrong. I just want to make sure I get it right. And uh, when it's a lot of money, I want to get it right. You know, I, 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 I sent out a few messages to a few different people. People threw money at me. People threw money at me because it's for the kingdom of God. People want to see these Bibles. I've got the, the most beautiful Bibles um, for these kids to give them. Um, when we get to camp next week. And it's going to be a defining moment in their life. And it's going to be a change in the atmosphere in their world. But for us, when you start saying those things, where's your heart? Did you just go, oh, great, I can't wait to sow into that. Some people sowed heavily into that. You know, I'll just be really honest. I love Glennis. Honestly, Glennis just, Glennis is the most generous person on the face of the earth. Just honour her now for that. Honestly, she, I, I don't think I've ever seen Glennis go, ah, no. But for the things I do, let alone the things that I don't know that she does. Honour where honour's due. But Glennis's heart is for the kingdom. And where her heart is, her treasure is. And it's not in her checkbook. It's not in her checkbook. And she wasn't the only one. She wasn't the only one. But she is super generous. Why do we, why, um, why is God getting us to expand the kingdom? Because if you read in 2 Timothy 4, it says, In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead in the view of the appearing of his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instructions. For there will come, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. We have to be ready in this season of expansion. We have to be ready spiritually, physically, emotionally, and financially. We have to have things in place so that as an army of powerhouse, we can do all that we are called to do when we are called to do it. And I was saying to Amanda this afternoon as I was reflecting back, you know, in Maribara just recently, there was a boom in a spike in the housing market. You know, the houses were on the market for a second um, and they were sold. And, you know, that was about nine months ago. And it, for, for Amanda and I, you know, we, we are, um, our house is quite big. We could have thought of sold and we could have made some serious cash, bought another house and, and reduced our debt. But because... Um, we weren't ready. Our house needed new gutters. Um, it needed a couple of rooms painted inside. Um, it had a broken window here and a few things there. And uh, the pool fence needs to be replaced part of it. And we don't have all the finances to do all that all at once. Because we weren't ready, we missed it. We missed that opportunity. Had we wanted that opportunity, it's gone. And I don't want to be that church. Just because we didn't have enough money in the bank, we missed it. 
Just because we weren't, fight, we weren't spiritually ready, physically ready, emotionally ready, we missed it. Let's not be that. We as a church are becoming a loud voice in a world that just wants to hear what their itching ears desire to hear. And isn't that so true? We have to be the loudest voice in a really decaying world. We have to be ready in and out of season to do what God wants us to do at a moment's notice. I don't want to be like Maxwell Smart. I missed it by that much. That much, that's right, Isaiah. We have to tell them that God loves the world. We have to tell them that God died for them. We have to tell them that God has a plan. We have to tell them that there is a hope. We have to tell them that he is strong and powerful. We have to tell them that he will love them forever. We have to tell them that he breaks every chain. We have to tell them that he sets them free. We have to tell them that there is hope. And if that's in Kathmandu in the middle of nowhere, we better be ready to go. Otherwise, we could miss it by that much. Without you, without me being ready, our Esther moment could just pass us by. Wouldn't that be sad for Esther to be sitting on the sidelines now and looking at Queen Mary? Or wouldn't it be sad if Noah was looking at Jonathan who built the ark? Or if Saul had decided that he wasn't going to have an encounter with God and it was Raymond who became Paul? Because it would have happened because God will just bypass and move on to the next. And I've had that experience myself where I complained to God about having to go into the outback of Australia. I hated it. I hate creepy crawlies, Leanne. I hate being dirty. I hate dust. And it gives me sinus. And I remember on our, one of our first camps, I was dusty, I was dirty, I was in the back of a ute going and looking at the third dam that I'd seen that looked like the first one and the second one, they all looked the same and like just happened to be like 350 miles apart. And, um, and, and you've just go, oh wow, this is so exciting looking at this 15th dam on your property. Like just show us the first one, take a picture of the other 14. Really? Like... Who hasn't been there? Like, and God's called me to a ministry of working with people in the outback. And here I am, dirty, on the back of a ute, sinus, nose running, didn't want to be there. And, and I was having a whinge to God, why didn't you call me to a ministry with people who surf? Because I'd be much happier on the beach. And um, look, we, we've all been there. Like if, anyway, if you just haven't had a whinge to God about things like that, then th there's something wrong with me. But I know that yous have all been the same. And absolutely. God puts us in places. You know, and God said to me very clearly, I said, look, even my little daughter at my feet here is crying. She's crying. Look, she's yeah, screaming. She's so messed up. And this is going to ruin their lives. And oh, you know, poor kids, blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever, whatever. And I said, oh, you right, sweetie. God is so awesome. This is so great, Daddy. Oh, thank you, Jesus. This is awesome. Shut up. <laughs> or I'll give you something to cry about. And then God spoke to me audibly and He said, well, if you don't want to do it, get out of the way because there's other people who will. Like you're not that important, Graham. You're really not that important. I've got a job to do. If you don't want to do it, I'll give it to somebody else. 
But if you do want to do it, I will bless you all the days of your life. And you know what? I have fallen in love with Outback Australia. I don't mind being dirty anymore. Still don't like critters. Never had sinus one day in my life since that day because I chose to obey God. But somebody else could be standing up here telling all these stories, not me, if I would have let my Esther moment pass me by. And you know, I'm thinking tonight, and it can get alchy sometimes when we talk about money, but in our first fruits offering, are you prepared to ask God how much he wants you to put in and then just do it? Because it could have a couple of extra zeros on it that you don't really want there. But when something happens in our church and we're saying, God, we haven't got enough money to go and do this, you're going to have to stand back and go, well, probably that's because I wasn't obedient. And ouch, that hurts. That does hurt. And that's not me begging you for money because God will do it anyway. I'm just telling you, play your part. And the truth is, no matter how much God tells you to put in, He's no man's debtor. He's not going to go, yeah, Graham, oh, sucked in, buddy. Now you can't pay your rates. So now you're going to lose your house. I'm just going to let it happen because I like to see people suffer. That's not the God I serve. That's not the God I serve. We doing okay? Awesome. So tonight, I don't know, uh, Mark's not here to put the offering buckets around. And Jess, you can come back up if you'd like to. Um, where the offering buckets, oh, there they are. Sorry. As the offering buckets come around tonight, I want you just to think about the fact that what you put in now and in the future is to do with expansion of the kingdom of God. But more importantly, let's be ready spiritually, physically, emotionally and put financially at the bottom. Let's be ready spiritually, physically and emotionally. And as we stand tonight and um, as the band comes back and plays, I, I want you to think about where am I at in my journey? Am I prepared to um, say to God, touch me spiritually, physically, emotionally? Because sometimes, you know, you might have a grudge against someone. Well, it says there, forgive and your bones will get better. So it's a really simple process. It's a really simple process, just trusting God for your future. Let go of your money. Your, your barns will be full and your vats full of wine will overflow. And you know, God has got it all sorted for you and for me. And so tonight as we stand and we finish this last song, if you need prayer, you can come forward tonight and someone from the prayer team will come and, um, and, come and um, pray with you. But I just want to finish by saying that the Battle of Gibraltar was for nearly four years, they lost 6,000 lives and 10 ships without taking any ground. And in this year, finishing our year of influence off, leading into a year of expansion, let's commit to God that I will do whatever I can do, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and financially, to see expansion happen in Meribara, in the Powerhouse Church, in Australia and beyond. Let's stand and sing. This is, this is what I believe. Thanks, James. The Powerhouse is just going to go out, just going to go out as we expand throughout Australia.